welcome to the third episode of Restoring Eden. You are listening to Subin and Sini. Guys, we are back. We had a whole month of sickness, running noses and injuries. But thanks and praise to God, we are healthy and we are back onto the podcast field. Oh, and my husband turned 33. Yes, I did. We celebrated my 33rd birthday last week. So, coming to the topic. We've been talking on submission and we have had several feedbacks, good, bad, and a few questions from some of our listeners, which we would get back to at the end of the podcast. So, keep listening. Today, we are going to look on the second side of submission. something that i call as what it means to be called a man and uh, we are going to have a few minutes chatting about these wonderful lessons that we learn from the bible So let's read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25. Husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. A few weeks ago I had a chance to chat, catch up with some of my German friends um couples actually and uh, we were talking about submission and how the Bible relates to it and the women in the group actually even the men in the group uh were found it quite hard and uh, confusing. and uh, to be honest yeah um even i was quite scared of uh, telling this topic because that is something that we don't hear of in the modern world i mean uh, whether it's west or even east we don't get to hear people talk about submission and um yeah i think it has a very um, negative or a very um, gray shade to it yeah and uh, we are happy then to ignore that portion as at least that's what uh, one of the ladies said said to me like she has never heard a sermon on it because it is such a hard topic for a preacher to preach and uh, or not or maybe not a popular topic yeah probably not a popular topic so let's go back to the word the word is from 1 peter 3:1 says wife in the same way submit yourself to your own husbands so that if any of them who do not believe the word they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wife but then the verse uh, 25 says husband love your wife just as christ loved the church and christ gave himself up for the church and the bible tells husbands dude men give yourself up for the wife and i think that was one of the hardest things actually i stepped into when i got married um to take things that are considered my own my free time my man time the time i get to play or watch youtube or um creatively do nothing uh time and uh, put it leave them and say i am giving those time up to spend more time with my wife at, which was very hard at that time and at least that's what i thought for a long time i'm like uh if i gave up just some things wanted to make my wife happy uh, i think i was just 
at the tip of the iceberg and uh, as years have gone in marriage and five years <laughs> and uh, uh, but the more I learn about her the more I learn about the word of Lord I think there is a much deeper iceberg that I've not fully been able to fathom and uh, I kind of realize um, now that there is a deeper calling a man has by Christ to be a man and that is the reason why I am talking to you and you are listening to me on this um, it's a place that God calls men to be God when he made Adam he made him a king he made Adam ruler over all things in the same way God made the woman the queen of all things and one of the things that God expects men to do is not just rule but to be the servant leader Christ was you know like we are in the Bible that Christ gave up everything for the church like he gave up his glory and his majesty and whatever he could and the verse in Philippians 2 7 says Christ emptied in himself by taking form of a servant by being born in the likeness of men and guys like we have such a big role model in front of us and most of the time we end up being boys I was listening to um, um, some uh, modern day uh, mixture of all of this and uh, someone told me um, the there was this cartoon that we all loved when our when we were younger called He Man, um, you know. And someone was explaining that like He Man is like manly man, and all of us look at manly man as a man who has the right toys to play with, the best drones, the best cameras, best phones, the best car, a good job, a luxurious life. And when we contrast it with Christ, we kind of fail in some sense, saying, I have put my pride in my toys that I have. And we often end up looking like a toddler holding his ten cars in his hand and saying, mine. And proud at the same time, but still, um, looks really dumb. <laughs> and the more I looked at Christ the more um, I got in respect and I was like what does Christ want us to do Ephesians 5 the verse 26 says like how Christ washes a church with his word to make it holy and blameless in that same way a man should love his wife washing her with word so it was not just time that God wanted me to do um, with my wife. He did not want me to just spend two or three hours with my wife, but rather put more effort in. And I know it's such a hard place. I mean, I was there. I was looking at, you know, yeah, it's okay. I could just give in at some time. And... Christ calls us not to just give in but rather to giving up ourselves. Like when we give in what we say is 
yeah i don't want to be a man but when you're giving yourself up you're saying i will go to that extent to save you to get to help you know the word to train you to make you like how christ decides his church to be made i mean this is the same calling that goes for pastors or elders or teachers and the same thing goes for husbands and therefore like how a pastor or a teacher when they give a sermon or when they do something in public have to be aware that they that they're not mixing the word with their uh, complexes but rather providing for the congregation a pure word as much as his knowledge can handle so is the calling for a husband and it's a struggle it's a struggle because um because one place you want to do these things but it's not easy when you are in a relationship you cannot go to your wife and say okay we are studying this book and we are doing it this now no i think there has to be a flow and it is a maturity that god calls us to slowly develop but by being in him not on our own not by reading books but rather by being in him come to that maturity saying i am going to give myself up for this woman who you lord has given me but that's the good news it is him our lord who has given us this woman and that means even when we are failures or a big goofball we don't have to beat ourselves up and say oh my gosh no like that is where we remember we have a powerful christ a christ who has done the same thing that we are trying to do for our wives for us and for a whole lot of people and that is our strength guys I think that's the beauty of it that the husband and the wife uh, they pay a price to become one in Christ. It is not um, easy, it's not out of convenience, uh, but it is sanctifying and it is uh, a joyful thing to do. Yeah, like how uh, it says in Hebrews, Christ did it all for the sake of the joy that was set before him, and we too should find joy in it. and i think uh, the strength for all of this comes in being um, rooted um, in christ in knowing that you have a god to run to in every uh, failure in every um, success um, every time you are uh, you mess up you have a place to run to every time your sin comes up you have a place uh, of atonement uh, you can speak about it and you don't have to be afraid of your failures and sins before each other because we bring it before the throne of the almighty god you know recently there was a, a marriage sermon that i heard and it really touched me um one of the uh, lines or probably just one of the um things that the pastor said and um it went like uh, we have to be each other's best advocates in the courtroom of god and uh which means you see this person before you and you know that he can fail or 
you understand that you can be a failure from a woman's perspective uh, which is and um, you realize that this can be brought before god and it doesn't have to stand as a barrier between us but we can bring it before christ and he can help us in our weakness yeah and i have never found it easier in my life to confess my sins knowing that she is going to forgive but at the same time she's also going to help me stand up and encourage me to go back to Christ it's, it's such a wonderful feeling so guys this is what um i wanted to encourage you all with we as men have a calling by god especially to those who are married and even this goes for the ones who are not married being a man is taking the risk of getting x on our faces it's praying like we have never prayed before tremendously with all responsibility that the person that god has sent with us would be go as with us being deeper and learn wanting to dive deeper into the word and see who god is and how he expects us to live and being disciplined and ordered in our life being tender hearted and sensitive because women are different they are from venus uh and taking initiative and um there are so many good resources from desiring god and uh, there's a book called biblical manhood and even i think elspeth elie has written mark of a man I would just say that these books have helped me focus but the word of the lord has given me the foundation and uh, these books have helped me with tips and how a normal man does this in this modern day society and uh, that's what I would like to encourage you guys with like go out there love your wife be ready to jump in because you know who god is it in the last time we spoke that the wife should listen to her husband if she is not a believer if he is not a believer uh but hoping and praying that and with her actions with her way of interaction lead him to Christ and she should be submissive to Christ and in that manner submissive to him and here the word tells us be manly be bold be encouraging be submissive to Christ to gain your strength from him and lead your wife lead your wife in give by giving yourself up and i hope that you know these encourage you and know what it means to be a husband and uh, strengthen you as your prayers and her prayers go out to god in 1 Peter 3:7 it says husbands in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so nothing will hinder your prayers and i kept battling with the thought and it has so much thing it has one thing like it's based on our actions with the wife that 
even our prayers are valued in front of god um it also could also mean things like when your husband and husband is not considered to his wife and they sit down together to pray there is no unity in their prayer and this is where it calls to be a servant leader thing the first person to go and say i'm sorry let us pray let's come to prayer the first person to make that um break that chaos and say yeah we need to go back to god get us get our strength from him through take and then and i hope you guys stay strong Hello everyone so we've got a question uh, section this time and it is amazing that we get questions because we get to discuss and we love that so uh the question that we got um we have a few but we decided to uh, stick to one for today and uh the question goes like what happens when both the husband and the wife's visions are completely different uh should the wife still submit to their husband and not think about her wishes or vision Hmm. Yeah, that is quite a difficult question. You know, the more I think of this, I kind of get like two cases, like one with husband and wife are strong believers um who have their individual visions before they get married. And then there's uh, the other place where the husband um may or may not have the same level of faith or level of commitment as the wife has or expects him to have and uh, i think we should tackle this in with those both aspects um and there's always the next question that could follow up saying what if the wife is on the same thing and i think i've answered a bit of that in the podcast that you have just heard so let's go with what happens if they both are strong hard working evangelistical christians or missionaries or something of that sort and they have this both have a separate vision how does that work out if they get married so here's the short version when they're single they have their ministries they have their time to go out in the world and show the love of christ in their own way but when they're married God rewrites their ministries to be one whatever they carried from the last two ministries that they individually had would be merged somehow and God would have a new vision for them as a family and that is where it's good that families wait and ask Lord what is our mission together because God has called us to be united as a single body the head cannot decide to do children's ministry and go to Ethiopia and the the body cannot break out and say i will do street ministries in new york so it is where they both have to sit together and say where do we go as a family now the second question uh so the second question um or second aspect to this question is if uh, the husband is does not share the same vision um in terms of not being uh, too strong in faith or say an unbeliever or who does not um know Christ has not tasted the love of Christ as much as the wife has um i think if we talk about uh, 
just the theoretical aspect of it it's quite easy uh, to understand it or maybe it's just easily said than done but i think as a wife it is quite difficult to submit to your husband and have a vision in the lord but saying that i would also like to say that if a wife has a vision it is definitely from the lord or at least she has to be sure that it is from the lord and if that's the case she has to seek the lord she has to sit at the feet of christ and seek him and seek the word and seek to grow and seek to stay rooted in christ because it is so easy in this world to just sway away from what binds you to christ and um john 1:5 says the light shines in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it which is what i would like to encourage uh, you uh, to say that yes you have seen the light yes you have seen christ and that is enough you have seen christ and that light uh, has been brought into your family and god has uh, chosen you to bring light into that family and there are so many opportunities in our family life where uh, we have to seek or we have to take um, the word um, in and we have to live by the word and there are so many uh, places where we can encourage our partner through the word because that is the only thing that will remain um, and when we choose to do that in every situation with the help of god uh, i think that will spread a light uh, that you probably have not even um, thought of or the, the impact is huge even though it might seem like a very small thing it takes patience yes it takes prayer yes but these are beautiful things these are things that will build you and also saying that um, nagging never works well I, i should say that i am really good at that but i don't see it working so uh, nagging doesn't work so waiting patience um, encouraging and loving um, your husband um, and submitting to him but first to the lord and then to him would be the way to go i would say and some practical examples that i could just add and you know, like um maybe he is supposed to just not initiate family prayer or something uh but what you could do is um when you go to work or when you go outside you could say hey come i'm just going outside could you just uh, pray with me um just a few words and show him in every sense how beautiful the light is that he is attracted to the light and not uh just a thing that it's a part of your culture or your method of living but he realizes there's something in you that is stronger and he wants to be a part of it we hope that helps and we will see you guys next time hopefully sooner than we did this time uh <laughs> with a topic about providence finances in marriage yay all right guys have a very really good week ahead